You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Jason, we found out yesterday that the Supreme Court unanimously sided with former college players in the dispute with NCAA about compensation. So what does this mean about the future of amateur athleticism? What does this mean about the future uh, of the NCAA? Joining us now to discuss it is uh, Odyssey Legal Insider Amy Dash. Insider calls are presented by BetQL. Get access to data and insights that sportsbooks don't want you to see. Bet smarter and beat the books. Download the BetQL app or visit BetQL.com today. And Amy, thanks so much for joining us. So what was your reaction when when you found out the news yesterday? Well, when I read through the opinion, it's about 35 pages long, and I really got into the details of it, I was just shocked at how the court not only ruled in favor of the athletes when it came to um, them receiving extra educational benefits, and by the way, everybody should know that it, it wanted to rule more for the athletes. That much was clear. It really wanted to take on the whole compensation issue, but it couldn't because the athletes actually never challenged their loss at the lower courts in terms of other compensation. They never brought that challenge to the Supreme Court. They sort of just accepted that loss in the lower court. And so the Supreme Court actually took it upon themselves to say, we're going to create this test where you can come back to the courts and you can challenge any type of compensation that's restricted by the NCAA, because we are going to say in our opinion that the NCAA is a monopoly, that it's conspired essentially with its members to depress the wages of athletes below market value, which is illegal under the antitrust laws of the U S which protect competitive marketplaces and labor. And so they really created this open-door policy for the athletes to come back and challenge any type of restraint. So I was just really blown away by that. I thought that was just a very strong message, that even though they said they were limited in their power procedurally, they sort of opened up uh, a future you know, a future avenue of relief for athletes. Well, that, that led me to right where I, I was hoping to go, Amy, because I, you, you know better than me that this is – um, I guess they would call a narrow ruling in that to what you were just explaining that, that they kept it to what was asked to them, but made clear, Hey, if you guys want to kick this narrow door ajar and knock it off the hinges, do it. How does that happen? Amy, can any, could any class of, of former college athletes or cur- current college athletes then, you know, put together a class action lawsuit against the NCA saying the entire model is corrupt and exploitation of labor, et cetera. Well, I think what's really significant, so that's a little bit more of a complicated question to answer, but what's really significant is on the name image likeness front, that can certainly be brought back to court. And I believe there is a case right now that's pending that addresses that. And what the court did, which I think was so smart, and, and by the way, this is what they normally do is they came up with a test and it said, 
that what really matters when you're talking about the NCAA restraining compensation is the, the current marketplace, the market structure, the market conditions. How much is the NCAA making? You know, now, which is very different from what it was like in the past, they're making hundreds of millions, billions of dollars. Billions, you see yeah, the yeah. coaches making millions of dollars. You see the president of the NCAA making millions of dollars. So as Justice Kavanaugh said, you can't tell us that this is amateurism. It's not. It's a commercial enterprise. It's profitable. The people who are generating the profit are the student athletes, and they don't see the money. That's what it is. So when you come back to us, you know, or any court, you don't have to go back to the Supreme Court. You could go to any court. Here's the test that the court should use. It should look at the market conditions. It should look at the need for the athletes to be able to get close to what their, their services are worth in a free market, but it should also look at the NCAA's competitive uh, reasons also, what the NCAA needs to get to be protected so they can provide a product to its consumers and so that it could stay competitive in the marketplace. Now, that's less of an issue because the NCAA has a monopoly, right? (laughs) I mean, there's nowhere else for the athletes to go. But what it says is that the court can just sort of arbitrarily think, whether a restraint in compensation is fair and whether it's necessary to protect the NCAA or whether it's just a blanket abuse of power for the NCAA to just control things that it really has no business controlling under the law. So, Amy, and I guess part of this, I'm curious for your opinion on this. What do you see happening from here? Could could we look back at, at this ruling and say this was the beginning of the end uh, for the NCAA as we knew it? I think when it comes to the NCAA's control over compensation, yes. Um, other, It may become just a different body structurally, but I think liability-wise, it would be prudent not to try to overreach, meaning not to try to restrain things that really have nothing to do with its business model. And so I think there are just a couple options, and Justice Kavanaugh and his very strong concurring opinion where he departed with the majority a little bit in saying, I'm just going to flat out come out and say it, you know, that the NCAA is a monopoly, that all its compensation restrictions should be questioned, that they're probably all illegal. Um, and here's, here's what could happen. Okay, you can either have Congress step in right now and protect the NCAA by giving it an antitrust exemption so it doesn't get sued again. You could have Congress step in and lay out how athletes can be compensated and take that responsibility away from the NCAA. Or you can have a union, which is an interesting thing. Uh, The reason the NFL draft is legal is because the NFL has an antitrust exemption because there's a union for the players and collective bargaining. So if you have that here, then the athletes, the student-athletes, wouldn't be able to sue the NCAA, so that would protect it. Or you can go the litigation route. So those are the three options, the union, litigation, or Congress steps in, because right now it's a huge mess across the country. Amy, how surprised were you in this political climate we're in that this was 9-0, that there wasn't a dissenting opinion, and and that by and large it seems like this entire body of the Supreme Court is open to, um, I guess, further opening the floodgates for these athletes in terms of actually getting some degree of compensation? I was surprised by 9-0. That's very unusual because of the – a diversity of, you know, conservative and liberal leanings across the court. However, I wasn't surprised that the NCAA lost. I could tell from the oral arguments that the NCAA was going to lose and that the um, 
justices that wrote the majority and the concurring opinion had particularly strong views in favor of student athletes and that there were justices that didn't even speak up much who were very vocal during those oral arguments. So I wasn't really surprised at that. What surprised me or really shocked me, and I guess in hindsight it's 2020, I should have sort of foresaw this coming, but was the fact that the court really, really hammered home how the student athletes missed this opportunity to get so much more in their favor in terms of compensation. That why, like, to have a court question why the students didn't take this all the way, why was the NCAA appealing to the Supreme Court in order to try to erase, you know, its, its new obligation to give a couple thousand dollars extra, which totally backfired? Why didn't the students seize upon that opportunity? Wow, this case is going to the Supreme Court. Let's let's fight all the way on our original proposition, which was that all of the compensation restraints are illegal under the law, that we are, you know, we're essentially employees, we're workers here, and they're making money off of us and we're not getting paid. Why didn't they take it all the way? So that was really surprising to me, but then it made sense after I started to think about it. Wow, that was just sort of a fail on on the part of whatever strategy legally was being employed for those student-athletes. We're talking to Odyssey Legal Insider Amy Dash. It's Inside Access. Jason Lock and Fora, Ken Wyman. Amy, if you don't mind, I, I had noticed a few months back you were on top of the Deshaun Watson situation just reading your tweets. I'm curious because we haven't heard much. What's your read on this situation? Do you think he's going to play football this year? I, I like to compare it to the Ezekiel Elliott situation because that investigation, when there was an allegation from one person, took a year to complete. So when the news broke the other day that said, oh, the NFL, whether this is true or not, who knows, that they have not even spoken to Deshaun Watson yet in their investigation. And I've spoken to Tony Busby, who's told me that, you know, there's a lot of people being spoken to by the NFL. He's got a lot of women who have gone forward to cooperate with them. They have to speak to Deshaun Watson. They have to speak to the people backing Deshaun Watson. Um, The police department is doing its own investigation. They're also speaking to women that didn't even file lawsuits. The amount of people that have to be interviewed, the amount of evidence that has that they have to go through, that the police department has to go through. I don't see this coming to a conclusion anytime soon. I think the investigation's got to last at least a year, maybe more. So then it really be, it comes up to um, whether Roger Goodell wants right. to put him on the exempt list. And I think without some sort of a charge in the criminal realm. Um, there's a good chance maybe he won't. Maybe he'll just sort of let this play out. Um, because then it sort of looks like he's accusing somebody before the evidence comes out, before there's any type of conclusion in the investigation, either criminally or civilly or with the NFL. So then you're back to that same criticism that he faced with Ezekiel Elliott, is that you're sort of prosecuting somebody in the court of public opinion without all the facts coming out first. So I think he might give him the benefit of the doubt until something concludes. Well, and that's if that's the way it goes, Amy, if they don't use the exempt list, then my sort of long view on this for a while has been this could be the rare instance where the team takes action above and beyond the league just because of the backdrop of, you know, him vowing never to play there again. And now they've got David Cully and they're clearly a rebuilding team. And the team is says that, you know, it's kind of doing its own investigation into this. And 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 clearly he has engaged in some activities that maybe while not 
illegal um, on the surface as we know it may still lead a team to determine, hey, he, he that's conduct detrimental. There's a repeated, you know, behaviors here where we're not going to pay this guy. If the league, if the team, I'm sorry, if the league won't suspend him, we'll do it ourselves and he could file a grievance, you know, through the PA and we'll let that play out. I see them trading him. I think that he's still very marketable. I think there are a lot of teams that would like him despite all of this. And I see Houston wanting to get rid of him. I see them trading him. Uh, I could be completely wrong, but I, they can't put him on the exempt list. Only the commissioner right. can do that under the rule. So, um, I'm talking about a, a right. team suspension for conduct exactly. detrimental. Yeah, I mean, well, the league has to really take the lead on that. They, you're right, they would sort of face some legal issues if they did that, grievances and such, maybe even potentially a lawsuit. Um, so I don't see them doing that because they can't really take the disciplinary code into their own hands. Um, but they, they listen, they could sit him, they could trade him, they could sit him, they could cut him, um, and then pay a whole lot of money for doing so. <laughs> right. I see them trading him. Didn't the Buccaneers do this with Keyshawn, just uh, just Keyshawn Johnson? Didn't they sit him at, at some point just for? Well, um, they changed the the but the CBA changed since then, and then okay. we had the whole thing. Who was it with To? And then they decided you could only sit a guy for a certain period okay. of time, and then um, I think it was four weeks or something like that. Um, but this the, this one's different in that usually the owners are the ones going to bat for the yeah. player. You know Jerry Jones and and Zeke. Ezekiel Elliott, and you know even the Vikings with Adrian Peterson and and some of these other ones. This is one where clearly the, the ownership doesn't really have a whole lot of time for Deshaun Watson right now. I think they because of the number of women that have come forward. I just think they want to wash their hands of him. Which, like you said, is unusual. It goes against the grain of what teams usually do with a star player. They try to hold on to that star player, come hell or high water, um, no matter what, you know, no matter how controversial, until there's some sort of finding of guilt. But again, it's different. You have players who are accused. It's like one person versus another person. Here, it's like twenty-something people versus one person. So it's harder to defend. Is all I can come up with. Amy, in, in one of the more uncomfortable of segues, before we let you go, I have one last question since you've never joined the show before. This is not a sports question. It's not a legal question. It's a question we ask every guest that joins the show the first time. Simply, are you a bar soap or body wash person? <laughs> is that a serious question? It is. Well, it's not we, serious, but we, yes, we have we, asked almost we, 300 we ask, people this we, question. Yeah, we ask every guest the first There's time. There's a running up. tally, yes. sadly. What What is the relevance of what kind of well, because we, we have a debate I, yes, that I, I'm now yeah, losing. Yeah, I can't tell you which one of us likes which. We will tell you after your answer. But, yes, Jason and I have a debate on this. I'm a bar soap. Yes! Oh, wow. Awesome. Yeah. Well done, yeah, Amy. So Jason is team bar soap. I'm team body wash. We ask everyone this question. <laughs> but, Amy Dash, this was excellent. Thank you so much Wait, for your I'm time. I'm going to get an explanation here. Is there, a, is there a preferred advantage to the bar over the body uh, wash? I'm or? a body wash person. I get. I think it's a deeper clean, Amy. I'm old school. I don't like Jason's soap falling between loofah? my hands. Or, yeah. like, does the lo- you know, I heard the loofah retains a lot of bacteria. There you yeah. go, Kenny. Oh, I'm you not, need that with the body wash. I'm not super OCD, so I... I'm good with the loofah and whatever bacteria is. It has it hasn't with hurt your me back yet. hair situation. That's yeah, a bad combination, I'm a, I'm Kenny. You might a, want to lose yeah, the loofah. I'm a bit of a ginger gorilla, so it doesn't really matter <laughs> I, at this point. I would really recommend you you find the massage scalp. Um, like massages your scalp. I don't know what it's called. Have you ever tried that? No, I, I didn't even know that existed. No, yeah, okay, I, I, that would be a life changer for you guys. Okay, okay. well, we will I'm Google this it right now. It's like, it's called like a hair scalp massager. Oh. 
Okay. Mm. Okay. Well, Amy Dash, not only legal insider, but also changing scout. lives. Yes. <laughs> well, well, all right, guys. Thank, thank you, so you. for having me. Yeah. Thank you for your insight, Amy Dash. That was Odyssey Legal Insider. Amy Dash Insider calls it presented by BetQL. I can't find the score. BetQL is here to help us all make better bets through real proven analytics. Bet smarter and beat the books. Download the BetQL app or visit BetQL.com today. That was an immense upset. I was uh, sure. That was huge yeah, for me, it, but I can't even. Yeah. I, you'd think I'd be able yeah, to. You, Put the exclamation while, while point you on look it. I'm for closing it. the gap. Yeah, while you look for it, let me remind people that coming up next here on the show, uh, Euro 2020 is going on. The U.S. women, the U.S. men, they have stuff going on. We're going to talk some soccer with Jason next here on The Fan. Inside. 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 Access with Jason Lockenfora and Ken Wyman. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 